Stay indoors. Do not attempt to vacate the city. Stay away from other people. When meteors strike Los Angeles, the massive destruction they cause is the least of the city's worries, as its inhabitants begin to fall deathly ill from the resulting smoke. But when the dead begin to reanimate and feed off the living, five friends make a run for the coast before they can be killed by the infected, or worse, by government forces who will fight to contain the situation at any cost. In this nightmarish, no-holds-barred thriller... I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the The B-Movie Bros. Here review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So what you just heard is the back of the DVD case for the movie Disaster LA. The last zombie apocalypse begins here. For our final movie here in the month of Apropocalypse. Where each movie had to have apocalypse in the title. So let's dive right into this shit. And talk about the top and bottom three with our technical difficulties. Let's start with the bottom three. Paul? For number three, the low-quality special effects really detracted from the plot. They would have been benefited from having less effects and actually focusing around the characters in this movie. For number two, really none of the characters were all that likable. Most of them were kind of boring. They just really weren't very developed, and they were just pretty cliched. And for number one, this movie was just really slow-paced. It was kind of hard to care about anything after a while. For me, number one, number three has to be that, you know, I don't know the main character's name. Through the whole movie, I learn everybody else's name. But the main character, nope, don't know who he is, don't care. He's a douchebag. He gets everybody else killed because, you know, he just doesn't learn to stop stopping. Which brings me to number two. They didn't learn throughout the entire movie that every time they stop, somebody dies. But no, they keep stopping or pausing or, oh no, I have to check on my ex-girlfriend and get another friend killed. Because you know what? Oh, let's just stop because I haven't seen a friend die for the last six minutes. It's okay. He had like four of them. He had a few to spare. Number one, towards the beginning of this movie, there was a car accident. And it had to be the worst car crash I've ever seen in a movie. Like, he's driving along, the main character and his brother Turner, and this other car T-bones them, and their car just kind of, like, shakes to the side a little bit, and then stops. It was just fucking stupid. And, you know, I've seen a lot of car crashes in a lot of movies, and that just was the worst one. Well, how about the best? What was the best of this movie? The top three for you. For number three, the characters' reactions were somewhat realistic. I never really, at any point, felt they were doing anything purposely stupid just to move the plot along. Like, even when they were stopping to talk for no reason and so he can save his ex-girlfriend, it actually seemed like something a normal person would do, just in a panicked situation. So I really wasn't bothered by the way they reacted to stuff. For number two... The lighting effects were actually really good. The cinematography looked great. This movie was well shot, even if the camera angles weren't great and the some of the special effects were unnecessary and looked cheap. And for number one, even though most of the characters were boring, I liked the character Turner. He was pretty entertaining and likable. And spoiler alert, when he dies in the end, I was actually kind of sad. For me, number three... They do try in this movie to combine a disaster movie with a zombie movie. You've got meteors falling from the sky, things exploding, fires, smoke, all the cool shit. 
they don't really seem to mesh up very well, but I do have to applaud that attempt. You know, they tried it. I haven't seen that before. You know, normally in zombie movies, other stuff is going on, but never to, like, the scale that they show it in this movie. Number two, they actually do explain how the people are becoming zombies. Uh, They figure it out pretty early on, and I like when a movie actually explains it instead of just being like, I don't know why they're zombies. They're just coming back. And that's about it to it. Number one, even though the characters really aren't that likable, except for Turner, like you said, they are pretty competent and really do try to plan out what they do and stick to that plan instead of just kind of doing nothing and running around aimlessly all night. Most of the deaths in the movie, I didn't think, wow, that was so avoidable. It's like, okay, yeah, I can kind of see somebody getting caught up in that. Well, but every death in the movie was, I'll distract the zombie so you can get away. And then they waited around for like four minutes for the zombies to arrive and eat them when it's like, why couldn't you have just gone with them? Yeah, you know, noble sacrifice, even if it's not that noble. Well, we didn't mention it, but, you know, there are a couple quotable moments in this movie, so let's do a little quote war. I'll start this one off. The first person who gets me a job, I will let have sex with my blow-up doll. Whatever, Grandpa. I'm dirty. I don't mean in a sexual way, unless you like that. You like that? Right now, gosh darn, you need to calm down. Now go drink some milk or something. And that is the uh, the end of this episode's edition of Quote Wars. You know, you can tweet us at bmoviebros, that's all one word, or tweet Paul directly at bmoviepaul, all one word. Leave a comment here on SoundCloud or find us on Facebook at B-Movie, space B-R-O-S, that's B-Movie Bros. Tell us who won this episode's edition of Quote Wars. Or, you know, tell us your favorite quote from Disaster LA, The Last Zombie Apocalypse Begins Here. Or, you know, any other disaster movie that you want. Because, who cares? Disaster, it's still Apocalypse. So let's give this movie a score on our shot scale. And give it our final take. Remember, our shot scales are reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? Paul, what do you say? I give this movie a 4 out of 10. What a dink! So did I. Why did you give it a 4 out of 10? Zester LA was an apocalypse movie that actually tried to be realistic and have the characters not make stupid decisions just to move the plot along. A nice change from the way most of the movies in this genre and poor movies in general tend to go. Unfortunately, that was about all this movie had going for it. The plot wasn't particularly interesting, and the characters were pretty boring. Except for Turner, even if they weren't completely incompetent. On top of that, the special effects looked cheap, and the plot was slow-paced. The cinematography was good, and the lighting effects were good, but that was about all this movie had going for it. This movie was by no means bad, it just wasn't particularly good. What do you have, Corey? While this movie isn't particularly good, it's not really that bad at all. Sure, the characters are pretty much sucky, except for Turner, and the story is thin, but things do keep rolling, and it delivers on the title. It has disasters, and it has zombies, so, you know, it is kind of accurate in its description. But, you know, the blend of disaster and zombie kind of works, kind of doesn't work, and it's a unique movie. It really is. Uh, I think we're both pretty much in agreement on that movie. We're both like the character Turner, and the movie is just okay. Characters weren't stupid, but they weren't 
they weren't bad either. And really, on on the note of the character Turner, you know, the director of this movie also wrote it. His name was Turner. He did not play Turner in the movie, but he named the best character in the plot in the story after himself. And see why he had the most personality out of all of them. And the other thing I have to say about this movie is the fucking title. Okay, we know it's long. Disaster LA, The Last Zombie Apocalypse Begins Here. But it's taking into account that this is the last zombie apocalypse, stating that there must have been a zombie apocalypse before this, yet nobody in the movie seems to know how to fucking deal with zombies. What is up with that shit? You seeing a title that long, it makes it seem like it's going to be a comedy, too. But well, I don't care about how really long it is. But just the fact that they're like, this is the last zombie apocalypse. So, so when was the first one? What happened? Why do none of the characters remember this? And why do they not know how to handle the situation? The one zombie apocalypse to rule them all. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being persnickety on the fucking title here, but... Yeah. Corey, I guess I have to mention one thing about this movie. What? Running zombies. You know, it, people make such a big deal out of that. When you really look at the Sciento- Scientology, fucking Scientology, really? Scientology The scientific zombies. reasoning behind it, fresh dead still have a lot of their muscular aptitude. And, you know, there's this little thing that sets in after time called rigor mortis where the muscles start to stiffen up. Fresh dead don't have that. So they're still able to move and coordinate things a lot better than dead that have been dead for a long time. Blood sets, things start to rot. Muscles break down. It's plausible that Fresh Dead can actually run. I mean, you've also got Dead in this movie opening up doors and shit. You know, in the entire series of Resident Evil, only one zombie managed to do that. But, you know, in this one, you got a bunch of zombies opening doors and running and shit. Ignoring, so, ignoring all the other things that are implausible about zombies, the fact that they can run, like, really doesn't bother me. Like, I get, like, a lot of it's that, you know, you're looking at people that used to be your family or could be and blah, blah, the psychological shit. But, you know, you gotta admit, dead things running at you or, like, or rabid people running at you, that's pretty fucking scary. So, I, I don't knock the running zombies all that much. Uh, I, I get that, but yeah, a lot of people do, and I just just wanted to explain that, that it is plausible in the realm of zombie plausibility. Yeah, if zombies were at all plausible, then sure, why not let them run? So we know not everyone likes the same kind of shit that we do, so we like to give every movie that we review, every B-movie, of course, an A-movie companion, a movie of a higher class and higher caliber and standard, and compare it and show you why that A-movie is the same as this B-movie. For me... I picked the 2015 movie San Andreas. I picked the 2008 movie Cloverfield. Well, I picked San Andreas for several reasons. You know, both movies are disaster movies. Both movies are actually disaster blends, whereas San Andreas is an action disaster movie. Disaster LA, blah, 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 is a horror disaster movie. Both movies take place in the state of California. In both movies, the main character is trying desperately to rescue somebody that they love, whether it's their ex-girlfriend or their daughter. In both movies, the main character's ex's new significant other leaves behind someone that you know the main character loves, only to be killed later because they're a fucking douchebag. And that's why San Andreas is just an A-movie version of Disaster LA. Alright, I pick Cloverfield because... Both movies start with the main characters at a party. Both movies have the main characters looking for their ex-girlfriend. 
Both movies have shaky camera motions. Cloverfield was a found footage movie that had shaky camera mo- camera work to imitate realism, and Disaster LA had shaky camera work, presumably due to lack of budget. And in both movies, the characters would have been better off had they just stayed where they were. Well, let's wrap this shit up by telling people how they can drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. And let's give them a few drinking games to go along with Disaster LA, The Last Zombie Apocalypse begins here. So, for me, number one, every time they watch the news, take a drink. Number two, whenever characters in the movie drink, take a drink. Number three, anytime Scott fucks something up, take a drink. Number four, Number four, whenever you see a montage of dead friends, finish your drink. And number five, of course, because it's apocalypse. Every time they talk about how it began, you know, the apocalypse, of course, take a drink. Paul? Every time the characters fight amongst themselves, take a drink. Every time someone gets bitten, take a drink. Every time someone heroically sacrifices himself, take a drink. And every time Jacob is a dick... Take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. Now, we know there's another week left in this month, but we're going to take a little hiatus to work on some other stuff and get our shit together. So we're going to rank the four movies that we've watched this month and tell you what we think was the best and the worst. For me, number four, the worst, was Alien Apocalypse. Why did we watch that movie? Oh, it has Apocalypse in the title. Um, number three, zombie apocalypse. It had zombies and was in the apocalypse, so it delivered, I, I guess. Can't remember. Number two was this movie, Disaster LA, The Last Zombie Apocalypse Begins Here. I found it slightly entertaining. I liked Turner. And for me, number one was Stonehenge Apocalypse. You just can't top Stonehenge murdering the fuck out of people. For me, I picked Alien Apocalypse for number four as well. I may be gay for Bruce Campbell, but not that gay. For number three, Stonehenge's Apocalypse. As awesome as Stonehenge is killing people, maybe, they weren't getting up and kicking them and shit, and it got too complicated for me. For number two, Zombie Apocalypse. It was not a good movie, but you could tell they tried and there was a lot of heart in it. And for number one, Disaster L.A., It had some good points, had some bad points, but the good points outweighed it and overall made it more enjoyable than the other three. So you might not only be gay for Bruce Campbell there, it looks like uh, according to your ranking this month, you might be gay for the zombie movies too. It's rigor mortis. Oh yeah, that's stiffening, of course. I forgot. If you would like to join us next month, which is the month of May, we'll be celebrating Luchadore Month because of, you know, Cinco de Mayo and shit where every movie we watch will be featuring a luchadore. And we're going to begin luchadore month with one of my favorite zombie movies, Plaga Zombie Mutant Zone, from the year 2001. So that's something to look forward to. And uh, that brings a conclusion to Apocalypse. Join us in May for luchadore month. And as always, friends, be brave, be alive, be back next month.